rap game like I'm shooting hoops on them King James, I'm about to let loose on them Tell them, I'm about to let loose on them Tell them, I'm about to let Welcome everybody back to the Fearless Show, episode number three. Number three. I'm your host, Dario Hunt, my co-host. If you're watching the video right now, Mr. Darius Walker, say what up. What's up, y'all? It's Darius Walker, the artist, based out of New York. <laughs> yeah, so we took you know a couple weeks off since our last show. Uh, definitely got a lot to talk about. Uh, first, we took a couple weeks off because... The Reese was busy, so blame Real him. Real busy. He, you know, he had uh, had some things to do. Uh, you had open studios recently? Yeah, I had my open studios going on. So, um, for people who don't know what that is, basically, uh, a lot of artists... Yeah, break that who, down. A lot of artists who have their um, own studios that they make their work out of, basically. There's a lot of communities that have... A lot of artists, but with mine particularly, it was with my Masters of Fine Arts program. Um, our group of 60 or so artists in the Masters program have all of our studios open to the public um, once every semester. And this was my final open studios. And, uh, you know, I was trying to go out with a bang basically with the last one. But, uh, yeah, so this Friday, it was um, April 29th. That was the uh, open studios, and it turned out pretty awesome, you know, like, a lot of people came out, um, it's a lot of crowds, a lot of different people that we meet in the city, we tell about it, and, uh, it's basically a time where you can, like I said, see the artwork, stuff that's completed, off, sometimes stuff that's in progress, um, in the artist spaces, and you get to see, like, 60 different artists expressions in their creative spaces so it's pretty cool but sounds dope yeah so you know like for me um i showed some different work than i'm gonna show in my thesis show so i actually have my uh thesis exhibition for my master's program going down may 26th at the whole gallery in the bowery new york and that's gonna be epic you know, we've got a lot of a lot of big players going down with some, you know, really great thesis work this year. Um, you know, shout out to the team. Um, but yeah, it's just great. It's it's gonna be a big time, big year. We're all making moves. Um, yeah, I mean, like like you said, I was busy. I've had all kinds of stuff going on. You know, I uh, I just got into the MFA edition of the uh, New American Paintings. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. And that's like a national print, so that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, you I know. Feel good, man. Yeah, you got. I got my art in print in like almost every state in in the United States right now. So <laughs> it's kind of hot. So I'm assuming <laughs> the Open Studios was all new work. Yeah, all new work. Yeah, it was all new work. I had um, some found object work this time because I'm working on a large-scale painting body of work right now for my thesis show. So I put one of those paintings in, but that painting that I showed in Open Studios wasn't for uh, the thesis show. So I have other paintings that are sort of kind of like a surprise to the public. So, you know, if you're in New York, May 26th, make sure you hit the whole 
five to nine, you know, in the Bowery, because it's going to be nice. Yeah, mark that down. I'm sure they can find out more about that on LLF. I'm sure you'll post some stuff on that, Definitely, too. yeah. You know, hit my page up at Artist D. Walker on the l-l-f.co slash Artist D. Walker. And uh, I'll definitely have some information up there soon. And uh, on all my other social media, you know, I'll keep you posted. So, Word. So, the last two weeks, we haven't had a show, but, man, a lot has happened recently. A lot of stuff is going on right now. Some notable, some notable stuff. Uh, first, I definitely want to talk about, you know, the sudden passing of Prince, man. Mm. That is, that was a hard hitter. That was a hard hitter, you know. Shout out to, right. like, you know, Purple right now. Like, but honestly, that is, that's epic. I can't even believe that happened still. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, woke up, and I was just reading, you know, some news, mm-hmm. and some, all of a sudden I see... Prince is dead, you know, and I'm like, nah, nah, I can't be. It has to be a joke. Like, yeah, I was like, what is this? That's not funny. You know, (laughs) like. So, so, so you know how people always come up with stories, how people die or, you know, something like that, and it's not true. So, like, I had to, like, go look on, like, five different, you know, sources, actual news sources to actually see if it was true. Man, it was. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was definitely unexpected. Yeah, I I still can't really believe it. Like it's it's so bizarre, the Prince thing, and I don't know. There's all this weird talk about what happened. You know, like he got sick and like. Yeah, I, I mean, I had I had no idea about any of that. It was just kind of well, nobody hit, really hit a lot knew, of people, yeah. and nobody's really talking enough about it. But I don't know. It's kind of shady, you know, but. I'm not gonna, definitely. I'm not gonna shoot out conspiracy theories like yo, you know, like. But yeah, there's always there's always conspiracy theories, but I mean, it definitely definitely came out of the blue, and like I was, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, when it comes to like somebody as big as Prince, like a cultural icon, like just one of the dudes that you just kind of just expected, like kind of, I don't know, always be around, even though you know it's impossible to always be around, but you just like you always just expect him just just to be around, you know, doing him. I mean, Prince yeah. is the man. Like, I, I was just telling people, like, you, you need to know Prince is legendary. Like, why is Prince legendary? It was like, well, he was a renegade, okay? He was like an enemy of of the industry, really. Like, he, like people don't know why he changed his name to a symbol. It's like, because yeah. cause he, he was like, fuck you, fucking corporation. Like, you, you, what do you mean I can't drop music under my name because I'm having beef with you? You're not paying me the way I need to be paid, you know? Like, I'm not going to release new music, you know, under your contract. Here, here's some here's some underground shit under the, under a symbol, and you, and you guys get the artist formerly known as Prince now. Like, <laughs> like and, and that's not how he sold it. He didn't sell it like he was, like, rebel against the cop, like, you know... You know, rebel against society. Shout out to Access. You know, but, you know, but still, like that's what Prince was doing was like being a rebel, and uh, I just love that about. Him. I mean, a lot of people don't even necessarily know Prince outside. You know, some of his big hits are like the Charlie Murphy story on you know Chappelle show stuff like that. Right? Some people didn't know who he was until that. But I mean, I'll be I'm gonna be completely honest. Like I. 
up until maybe a few few years back, like I didn't, I wasn't big up on his catalog. You yeah. know, um, I knew obviously all the big hits when Doves Cry, Purple Rain, yeah. Little Red Corvette, and all and all and all those stuff. But I was like never like Sometimes huge, snows huge on Prince. You know. Like that was sad. Like, because yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that he said. I, I was a huge. I was a huge. I mean, I still am. I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. So I, I was always big on Michael, but I was never big on Prince's catalog up until a few years back. And mm-hmm. and honestly, it was probably for the best because I don't think I would appreciate it the same as you know I did when I was older. If I when I was younger, yeah. when I have, like finally started listening to his stuff. But right. man, his his catalog is. Ridiculous, yo! Like he has like thirty albums or something like that. Like, yeah, man, but man, like, has, and he's got he probably could like put out thirty more albums post. Honestly, you know, like he has that much music in the vault that like he could yeah, just it's, keep it's, putting it out. Still, it's insane, and like the amount of just music he he he's put out over the years, and and like me just going coming back and like really catching up on his stuff, and man, it's. Like I'm a huge fan now. Like I'm yeah. a I'm a huge fan. Like, like the man, like of his live performances too. Cause, like, yeah, the, he was the a man performer. Is incredibly like, talented. If you watch him on stage, he's so energetic. He's jumping off stuff. You know, like the man was. You know, and and honestly, because you know you're a basketball player. Like Prince actually wanted to hoop. He wanted to be a basketball player. Yeah, and he was in like people he's who was like he's too short. You know, like he just he just like you know he yeah, channeled that passion. The, in the, the the instruments, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know, man. It's crazy, like, because you know, whenever somebody passes away, especially somebody as as big as Prince, people always go back and talk about all this other stuff that maybe you didn't know. And there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about Prince until mm-hmm. you know recently that when people really started talking about all the things he did and and all this and like, I mean, like, let's talk about. He had like ten platinum albums, man. He started writing music like at seven, you know, <laughs> know. like. He has seven Grammys, a Golden Globe, and in like an Academy Award. They're like this dude's like, he's the yeah. definition of of an icon, like a cultural icon. Like icon. when you think about people like him, think about like Michael, and like you know, just the way that he defined like a whole basically decade is mm-hmm. is crazy. Like when I think of the '80s, like I think of Prince, like automatically, like he's one of the first things I think about about that whole decade in yeah. that era, and like. The way that creative people, like especially like musicians, can impact culture, like can just, can just shift an entire culture, like just mm. just from the music is is insane. Like, cause he he changed everything. He changed fashion. Like he changed like, yeah. like the way people thought. Like it, like his impact was like far reaching, not just with music. And that, that is, that's crazy, man. Like how how huge of an impact somebody like that can have just by way of you know creating music. I know so many people around me that like, you know, you never knew were Prince fans, but you know were of yes, course, like yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, grieving, I'm sure my people were... grieving around me, you know, like yeah, yeah. Just like wow, like like you know, not just Facebook posts. I know somebody who shut down their their social media for a week, like because they didn't want to see <laughs> nothing, they didn't want to interact because Prince died. Like they just literally uh. shut down their accounts. It hit people hard, man. That, that like that hit people hard. Like to have that big of an impact on people from creative music is insane to me. Like, yeah, that's why I love like culture and creativity so much. Like, because that impact is is global and like it it can reach out to people from like anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter about anything like your race, color, gender. Like, it was just 
his reach was insane and like mm-hmm. the things he did were so innovative and, and crazy that like maybe people didn't even know like, I, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know like I said and then to see his impact on everything was was insane you know like yeah. he owns a he owns an entire color like he owns purple like, I know. he owns like that's an entire it. color of the spectrum that's insane like right like everybody everybody loved Prince you know like did you see like Stevie Wonder they interviewed Stevie that was like one of the most like sad like painful interviews I've watched like no, 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 Stevie Wonder was like like trying not to cry the entire interview but like the dude like the interviewer was like really like like making the interview keep going and like asking him yeah. questions about Prince and stuff and like and Stevie was keeping it really professional and stuff and like one of the questions that he, he the the interviewer asked Stevie was uh, can would would you be like able to sing a song for us or you know like about you know like for Prince and he was he, you know it's like I don't think I could hold it together if I sing a song you know like I, yeah I can probably answer some questions but that's how much Prince impacted Stevie Wonder it's like you know like because they've been together it's, you know so that was crazy I mean it's just crazy whenever somebody like like that dies like you know I know there's people out there like man it's just die people die all the time but like somebody who's had that big of an impact on culture like it, it's 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 hard to like think about it. it's hard to like imagine like without him now like you right know, like, like you always thought he was prince there now, you right? know yeah. like that's just you know that's prince you know <laughs> there's no more I mean, that doesn't even make sense that there's no more prince like I, I feel like i could still go see a prince concert like i don't yeah <laughs> you know yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's crazy. I mean, it definitely but. sucks, and I mean, but also, what I mean, it made me go back, definitely, and like even go through his catalog again, and like really try to like break down all his stuff, and like, mm-hmm. and you know, it just makes you like appreciate people like that so much more, you know, while they're still here, because that's rare, man, to be that talented and to be that gifted and to to impact, you know, the the culture that as much as he did like so yeah. definitely makes you appreciate you know the stuff that they're doing now more than ever like right for me I mean, for sure Dave Chappelle and Charlie Murphy I mean we at least have to like I guess brush on that 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 alone like that was an actual happening between Charlie Murphy like Charlie Murphy got beat in basketball by Prince, and that's not a joke. Like, <laughs> that was just Charlie Murphy's, like, take on it. But, like, Charlie Murphy and his crew oh. got beat in basketball by Prince, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be so many crazy stories coming out about Prince. Like, you know, yeah, there's all stuff I went back and looked at, and there's one. Yeah, like, remember he, he did his group uh, called The Time? Yeah. And he made an album, and you know you you make a band, you know you have band members, you bring people in the band, you know they're supposed to do their jobs, but this dude like recorded every single instrumental piece by himself, like the only band member to actually make the recording was a vocalist, like yeah. <laughs> I was like that's insane to me, like you have a band, but you you basically do everybody's job, and then they just show up like for the tour like it was crazy man <laughs> that's crazy that's awesome like, I don't know <laughs> just yeah. memorize this that's and play this behind me like, yeah. <laughs> I laid it yeah they they were telling stories like 
Like they're telling stories like the dude who actually made I forget his name, but the one who actually made his recordings, like his the vocals on the album, yeah. like he was Prince was making him imitate his vocal like inflections as closely as possible, like to sound like <laughs> Prince when he recorded it first. Like Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Right. I mean, you know, but yeah. obviously it worked out because the dude was a genius, man. The genius. dude was a creative genius. Definitely. Point blank. Yeah. And, I mean, it's hard because then you also lost, you know, we also lost, obviously, David Bowie uh, not too long ago yeah. either. And, you know, he was such a huge icon, too. Yeah. And, and, honestly, I wasn't I wasn't that up on on, on his stuff until, like, <coughs> until, then, you know, they really started talking about him after yeah, he passed you know, away. Like, I didn't really know that much about David Bowie either until, I mean, I knew, but like, I didn't yeah. know. You know, like, just like you said. <laughs> So, I mean, it's it's interesting that those situations are what, like, cause us to interact with their legacy more, but. Yeah, I was definitely, you know, I was I was aware, you know, and, and everything, but I didn't actually know, no, you know, like, I didn't really know mm-hmm. his, his stuff like that, but after, you know, his passing, and everybody's talking about, you know, how big of an impact he had, and obviously it made me go back and, you know, check on him, like, dude's ridiculously talented too and like I was kind of mm-hmm. like damn I don't know how I, like, I missed that whole boat but like I'm I'm glad that I had a chance to go back and check his stuff out yeah. you know that's one I mean that's one crazy thing that's one great thing about you know being creative and having that big of an impact is that you know you'll basically live on forever because your stuff mm-hmm. is always there like this is you know that's who you are yeah I mean, like do you ever think about that like you know with your art with your art and stuff especially you know for artists a lot of yeah. times they're not fully appreciated until obviously after, you know, the fact. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole plight of the artist. It's like, they tell you that when you're young, like, oh, <laughs> oh, you want to be an artist? It's like, well, you, you won't be famous until you're dead. So, yeah. you know, like you can't, you, you know, you'll never be rich until you're dead and all that <laughs> stuff. So it's like, okay, you know, but that's what's yeah. dope. That's like, I like, I like hearing that because... I'm one of those people that likes challenges, and that's like a challenge for life. Like, you, you know, yeah, like to, like, to prove that wrong, you know, like, like okay, I'm either going to prove like you I right want my credit myself now. right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, I'm either going to get it. In either way, they'll still be right if I do it right anyway, because the legacy will, will grow, you know, after that. Cause, so, like, the harder I work, you know, I think the better the legacy is. That's just, like, I feel like how all the greats do it. It's just to, like, pour themselves into that legacy they, they want to leave and express. So, yeah, I mean, basically, I, I mean, you, you want to live forever, man. Create something special. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So, I I mean, that was crazy. That was a big one. That one, that, way, that, that definitely hit me hard, you know. Yeah. His, his, uh, his passing is just... Came out of nowhere for sure, but uh, so I mean, I mean, but like you know, in terms of music, there's you know that's that's great. But like you know, speaking of like people that you know, Prince inspired. You know, like like Beyonce's album just came out. You know, she was inspired by Prince, and, and definitely. I mean, there's two there's two um, two major major releases that uh, were definitely. In, Obviously, somewhere in their DNA, Prince was definitely somewhere in their musical DNA right. coming up. Definitely. Um, I mean, Drake, so these Drake are probably, would be a perfect yeah. 
Yeah, I think he could be Prince for Halloween. <laughs> Drake should be Prince for Halloween. Is that too Drake soon? views <laughs> and be and be, uh, I mean, that might be too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Drake um, views and Beyonce lemonade, man. Probably Beyonce's probably, lemonade and Drake's views from the six. probably two of the biggest and most anticipated. Well, not probably, definitely two of the biggest and most anticipated albums to drop this year for sure. Yeah, for sure. One was a surprise. Beyonce was pretty much a surprise drop. I guess that's the way it's all going now. That's how she goes. And I mean, she's she. That's how she's doing it. I mean, you know, if that's how it goes, it's because she started the trend. You know, with her last project. I mean, she's that. definitely an icon in herself when you can do something like that. You know, so let's yeah, talk about it. Definitely. What do you think about it? I mean, it's crazy. Like the hype around it is. It, it lived up to the hype, honestly. And when I when so? I interacted with it, I was surprised because the production alone, like the video, the the film, not the video. It was more of a film than a video. But I guess I guess you could consider it a video. I I, I would have to ask them, but like it's more like a a, a film, an hour long short film. You know, I mean, I don't think it's a short film because. Short films have to be less. Yeah, than short hour, films. Usually. Yeah, and so less it has than to be less than sixty minutes. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a movie. She made a movie for her album, and it's crazy. There's so much symbolism in between that she throws into just the the video, like the visual aspect, and and like the lyrics alone are like so amazing. So like adding that on top is crazy. Like I love Beyonce, but I've never. I've never actually like listened to a whole album where I just thought like whole album front to back was, you know, like amazing. Like it's always been songs here and there, mm-hmm. like pieces of an album. I, I've never actually like liked the entirety of an album that she's done. To be honest with you, and this is the first yeah, album. I think I the only time I, I did that was since Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child was the only time I listened to an album front to back, like. All the time, you know, I could listen to them days and days. And when Destiny's Child was out, I was still only into hardcore rap, so I was not a Destiny Child's fan. Ah, <laughs> oh, you missed but, out, uh, bro. <laughs> 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 but this is definitely her first album that I could say, like, front to back. Like, yo, like, I was pleasantly surprised. It definitely, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect her to go this route with it. It was amazing. It was amazing. Honestly, I'll have to say my highlight just to like put it out there immediately of the album was the the good old southern country song and uh um, off the top of my head i forgot what the track's called is it um, daddy da- daddy lessons yes i think that's the one that's like uh that real country beat like yeah so you think like that is my that's my favorite song too yeah for real that's your favorite song and that's so ironic that's my favorite song because it's a country song but it's like when that came on i just felt so happy like (laughs) i don't know why it just changed my whole my whole day i like songs with like the country guitar and i'm like i like songs that mix you know r&b hip-hop and country and like make it into like i like Songs like that. So like when I heard it, like instantly, I was like, "Yo, this is my favorite track off." It was the most standout. It was the most standoutish and excellent. It was so well done, so well done. It was great. She, she definitely, she went a different route than I was definitely expecting. Like not super popish, not you know, definitely in your face, definitely politically charged. 
I feel like she kind of just messages. Like established her position as the queen of the game. I would I would agree with that, but the queen has taken also a lot of criticism for her album. I know. You following that, yeah, true. Lots of criticism. I mean, what, do you, what do you think? Like, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. It's, I mean, criticism. <laughs> I guess it comes with the territory. Because she's, uh, once you talk about something specifically, everyone... You open yourself up to it, definitely, public. When you enter that that public domain, something especially as touchy as race and stuff like that, obviously, people are going to feel some type of way about it. And, you know... Once it hits that, people will either think or know that it's genuine or think that it's purely for the propaganda's sake. People are less, are trying to accuse her of, you know, just jumping on with the hype train of being, you know, black is trendy, black is cool right now, and yeah. and it's the political thing, and they're saying she's doing it, you know, she's just basically right. just jumping on because it's popular and not because she's sincere about it. What do you think? What I think is that Beyonce has a daughter, <laughs> and if you look at Beyonce before Baby... Blue and and after, I think there's a lot more uh, consideration for the the world for how that, she and how and, she wants to be known. I think yeah, yeah. I think there's more consideration for like her expression. And my I thing is like look, leave something for Blue to really really be proud of her mother for and true. And it might not be this project. Her next project might be the one where. It's like even more extraordinary, you know. Like this is a great project, but I know Beyonce is not gonna stop. So I'm, I'm even more excited to see what happens, you know. True. In a year or two, when you know she she releases the next thing without saying anything. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's uh, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of situation. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. All this is going on, obviously, and obviously she's you know African American, and if she doesn't say anything about issues or stuff that she thinks going on or she sees going on or what she believes, yeah. she's gonna take flack for why don't you speak up? You're in this right. position, you know, to exactly. do something or say something. Why don't you speak up? But then exactly. if you do speak up, it's like. Oh, now you're just doing it because, you know, it's a cool thing to do and you're not sincere. So, honestly, like, I don't really give yeah. I don't care if she's sincere or not. Like, it's, I, it, it's damned it's if you about do damned the conversation. If you know. That's the yeah, thing about it, art, though. The biggest like, thing is, you know, the artist's art, like said, responsibility art. isn't, like, to, to really teach anybody anything. It's really about no. just, like, you know, getting you to think or feel something and, and hopefully even discuss what happened when you experienced it, which is if like you what can Beyonce make somebody, does. Yeah, if you can make somebody talk about a situation or think about a situation that they never previously would have even thought about doing, then that's successful, right? That's that's what you want. Like that's the whole point of art. Like, that's the whole point of creativity. Like to to start that conversation. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I, to me, the controversy is non-controversial. Like, I don't like who cares. I mean, like, and I, I just think that she's a human on, being. There's a lot of focus on their relationship too, and like, like Jay Z cheating and oh Jay Z oh you know and like Jay Z got Jay Z got fried on the album he he definitely- I know <laughs> but that's what's so ironic is that like 
you know, Jay Z didn't get fried behind his back. Like Jay Z no, no. is in the studio <laughs> while she's recording. Like you know, like it's like <laughs> like we get it after every, like Jay Z and Beyonce are are, are cool. Like, like he's helping her make the project. Like, you like know? I'm, I, look, I'm listening to this thing and I'm just I'm like. Damn, like I'm cringing for she Jay. Goes like, in, man. Though, like, like she's it's going almost, in on you right now. Like, <laughs> yo, yeah, like she's really, really yeah, going in on you right now. Serious. I'm like, yo, Jay, you might need to, you might need to uh, make a response track, my guy. Like, right? Maybe might think come Beyonce back. could be like kill, like in the Kill Bill or something. Like, you know, like she's coming back with like, yo. You might need work. to come with a diss track, man. Yeah, like, she yo, said he, like she if you ever like, get like, like what should I kill him? Like, I'll kill you. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, I like it though because you know, normally she don't. I mean, one of the main things she takes criticism is her perfect image she always has. You know, like mm. she only takes certain questions, she only lets certain people take photos of her at, at her events and stuff like that. You know, like everything's so protected and so secret about it. Like, and this is like the first time that it's super personal, like in her yeah. music, you know, and like she actually like goes in, like, this came out of nowhere. I didn't know they had marriage problems, and you know, right. and like. I mean, this. I guess this dates all the way back to. This puts a lot of things in perspective. You do you yeah. remember when they was in the elevator with uh, yeah, yeah, her sister? Exactly. And her sister was throwing all haymakers at yeah. uh, at Jay. Yeah. So like, obviously. The elevator. No, okay. that's that's I'm like, why. Yeah, now so this makes old. sense. Like, okay. But that's what yeah. I mean. Is like Jay Z. Like, that was what two years Jay-Z ago. Jay Z and Beyonce yeah. been had like <laughs> recovered yeah. from nobody what knew. She wrote about nobody it's really just knew. That now we all know for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody knew except for Beyonce's sister who was who exactly. looked like Floyd out there, man. Yeah, man, she was mad, but Beyonce had already talked to Jay then, and it wasn't. You know, I'm not gonna speculate as to like specifics, but uh, I mean that that elevator situation was in reference to the topic of their relationship in the album that Beyonce discusses. You know. For me, this is her best album of her career. Best album of her career, for sure. Some of the best production, some, like, the most, you know, creative and, you know, out there production. Like, I love the song that she did with Jack White, because I love Jack White. Right. And I love Jack White, and I love when he was at the White Stripes. And, you know, I love the joint song that he did with their, like, there's no just strictly, like, radio songs. like, And it was like, yeah, like... So I think it was her best production. I think it's her best song, like her most personal for sure. And I definitely think like yeah. her message by far was like the best. So like to me, this is her best album of her career, for sure. Right? Like it was so personal that that music. And then and, and uh, people always that's a whole other thing about like writers and like because you know Beyonce obviously has a lot of like people that get you know writer producer credit like with her music, but it's not like. It's it's not like she's not working with people. Like people misconstrue yeah. the concept of ghostwriting or or contributing. You know, it's that's like, a definitely. A hip, it's like a if me and thing. you sit thing. down and like I'm bouncing ideas off you and I conclude something. You know, that was my idea in the first place, but like it's something that we were bouncing off of each other with. Like you know, like yeah. I'm gonna give you credit on my on my work you nah. know, because we. Sat but like you know, like it's still my work, you know, <laughs> like that's what that's a that's a cultural and a genre thing, you know, you know, because other genres don't they don't care like who wrote the song, like you know, mm-hmm. and they don't care if you collaborate on the song. That's definitely a 
a genre thing. But while we're talking about Ghost Riders, man, let's let's talk about the other big album that came out, you know, and somebody who's right. been accused of, of ghost writing in his <laughs> own, you know. Mr. Right. Drizzy Drake, Mr. Wheelchair, Wheelchair nice Jimmy, finally dropped, finally dropped Views. Views finally came out. Six is out. And that dropped the same like day as my open I feel like you talking about this album for a very... Since who? Oh, my open studios was the same day. Oh. So it was so, like... Uh, it's perfect. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Yeah, so... Yeah, that's what's funny. Um, speaking of Views from the Six, just like on a little social media tip, like Drake, uh, for his promo, would release on his Instagram an address in the city and a time and then say just like so like I saw NYC today um, and then the address at 4pm and I didn't have anything at that time to do and I was like it was about an hour and a half before 4 and I was like I should probably just just swing by I don't know what's going on but you made it you made it out there I don't I don't yeah, they, there was no details other than just those few things that he had listed. So, like, it was funny. Like, I went through, and, and I actually, I got the little, like, prop here. But, like, it's a Views t-shirt that I got. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> there's just, like, yeah, they, he just a Views pop-up shop they made. And uh, they did that in, like, all the, all the major cities. They did it in, like, Florida, you know. Was, it, was he there or not? I don't know if he was there. I saw an Instagram of one of the views bags, like, uh, on his page, but I don't know if that was management or him or not because I didn't see him. So I can't. I can't. He, um, yeah. Like I said, I feel like he's been talking about this album for a long, a long time. People wait for views for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, special rap, you got to break it down, listen to it, you know, a couple times, <laughs> make an opinion about it. True. But my initial reaction when I first heard it, honestly, my initial reaction, I was kind of underwhelmed the first time I listened to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the I'm first listen, truth. on the first listen, you were you were looking for more. I was I was yeah. looking for more. It was missing. But I don't then, know what to say. It was just, it just felt like it was missing something. Like, I don't know what, but it felt like it was missing something. Yeah. At first. For me, but honestly, after listening to it more, I don't, I'm not left with that feeling necessarily. I feel like there's a lot of music and a lot of growth. Like you, I feel like it's an album that I could listen to and still keep catching new things with. It's a grower. It's definitely a grower. Um, I've listened to it maybe four or five, six times. You know, front to back. Right. You know, I was really trying to break it down. It definitely grew on me, and there's tracks that definitely grew on me more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a problem also was that, you know, a lot of the singles came out, you know, been out for a while. Yeah. So at the same time, so, like, when I hear them again, I'm not as excited as hearing them. You know, I heard them for, like, months now, you know. Right. So, I mean, that's one problem. Then another, like, I don't know. It just felt like it was just missing something, but... I it's a good album. Don't get me wrong, it's a good yeah. album, but it just felt like it was just missing something. Like, but yeah, you know, like even though you said that, like for me, like the things because there were singles that he had out, but if you listen to the the release singles that were like out before, they're, they're not different. exactly the same. They're different, and they're like different. that's what I thought was great was that he released a pop style with the throne with like Kanye on it as a single. 
And then his a, album, his album pop style was was him only. Just him. It was no. I'm not a huge fan no of pop style. Yeah, you know, pop style is just a nice, like a nice beat. You know, it's a nice beat with just you know, like not quite average, like slightly above average bars. You know, not like any like crazy heavy hitter bars. But um, I don't know. For me, I guess I mean hype is a song. Like if for the rap heads, hype, I guess, hype, hype I guess goes hype in. Is a song hype, yeah. Hype goes in. Hear. And uh, let's see, uh, what's the Grammys? That's the one with Future. Future. Yeah, that that song is. It's kind of feels like a. Uh, um, what was that? What a time to be alive like save like like okay let's just keep this for views kind of thing like when they did it that week mm-hmm. when they recorded you know well they should have saved jump man if they were gonna do that they should have saved jump man right <laughs> like honestly honestly they should have saved jump man and put it right after pops up <laughs> jump man would have been crazy on this album right it needed it look to me it needed more energetic tracks like I'm cool with Drake singing. Like at this point in his career, like I know, yeah. like you know what you're gonna get. Like you know he's gonna have songs where he's singing, and uh, I'm cool with that. Right. But to me, it just it was like super mellow. I don't. The beats are super mellow. Like everything just. It just I, mean, I think it needed more energetic thing. tracks, honestly, and like I think Drake it needed them harder bars. Album. To be honest with you, I just realized the whole thing, like because I listened to it. It took me a lot of listens. I had to listen to it so many times. But then the my favorite things, track is West is Western Road. Yeah, yeah, my, that's my exactly. favorite track. Western Road because right he after just hype. right after hype. Yep, it's just four minutes of him just getting bars off. That's it. Like just four minutes of him yeah. finally just you know just straight getting bars off. Nice bars. There's some good. There's some hitters in there. But that's the thing too. If you listen to some of the other songs, the way you listen to Western Western Road. You'll you'll hear things that like they're just not like they don't fit the, I guess the aesthetic like they're they're not gonna like be you have to be in a certain type of mood like an open mood to hear things sometimes and like this project wasn't about rapping like I realized that views from the six wasn't about like Toronto it was like about Drake calling himself the six god and like views from the six is like him and Toronto in one like as him. Like this is his, I mean, a, this is his roundabout kind of shit, you know. I'm and he gets off you, a lot of stuff. When do you think he's gonna get out of the, out of his comfort zone, though? He keeps out of his he's rapping zone? about the same thing. He's been rapping about the same things for a long time now. I mean, some people would say that he did go out of his comfort zone, but I would I, say that I personally he needs don't think he's come do, out of his comfort zone. I would say that he needs to just sit and do an album with 40 and no other producers and and I think that's that's when he'll make his next best project <laughs> cause that's 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 honestly I think that I think that there was too many different styles that they didn't really class there was there was cohesiveness it's just it's mm. so the, the cohesiveness is too subtle for like the project I felt like that's what like, I, I love. You're, you're kind of like. I mean, I love One line. Dance. I love One Dance. Yeah. I love Controller. Yeah. Because I've been getting up heavy into like you know reggaeton and and dancehall and African pop lately. So like mm-hmm. I love those songs, and I'm glad that he he did those because it's definitely gonna bring those songs 
a lot more that genre a lot more attention than I think it deserves. Yeah. But but I mean, I don't know. That to me, some of the songs didn't necessarily fit on the album and. I mean, honestly, I, like I just think I like the album. I like the album because I honestly, I, like I feel like I like it because I don't get stuck in one style. Like I don't have to. The only song the I don't like music. is Redemption. The only song I don't like is Redemption. You don't like Redemption. I don't. I haven't Redemption. given it. I I like some of Redemption, but I still need to keep listening to it. Only the only track I really don't like is Redemption. I like the intro. I, mean, I think the intro was better, and I think he should have. Made redemption as good as keep the family close. What do you but think like, his ranks? In like a, what kind of scale? In his catalog. Oh, um, in his catalog, I would say probably like number three. So it's not if you if you had to rank his albums right now, what would you rank right now? South to bottom. Um. And are we considering um, if you're reading this is too late as an album? No, <laughs> we're not going to consider that. As an album. Okay, we so could. we're just straight. No, no, so we just go straight studio albums. Straight studio, proper, albums. proper releases. I would say honestly, I think uh, that's really hard to say. I mean, take care. Uh, I bet. Ta- okay, so take care is probably his best. It's the best album for me, and then for but me, nothing was care. the same. Is really close for me. But, take care is number one. Nothing was the same. Is number two. Yeah. Um. Thank me later. Three, and this is his fourth album to me. Like, to me, this is honestly. Two, I think two, this one is better than uh, Take Care. I mean, not Take Care. Um, thank me later. Thank me later. Yeah, I think. Um, Honestly, I know what you mean. There were some bangers on there with that. Uh, I don't know, man. Thank uh, Me Later had some... Has, hey, and there's some heavy actually, bars on Thank Me Later, especially from J and Jeezy, man. There's some heavy bars on Thank Me Later. Man. I know. That's actually true. Thank Me Later. Yeah, because honestly, if you think about it, there aren't heavy hitter features. There's no heavy hitter features nope. on this album. Nope. None. Like, There's nobody bigger than Drake. But that's actually kind of cool. I think that's another thing was that we when he put out those that track with like Jay and Kanye on it, you know, people were expecting like, you know, not only that track but other things. And he just kind of kept it in in house, you know, with like Party Next Door and and Future. And, uh, yeah, you know? I mean, I, honestly, I think my biggest problem is look, like my favorite rappers right now are, are the last few years have always been. Kendrick, Drake, J. Cole, Kanye, um, and I'll see that. We'll just leave it at that, at that four. Mm-hmm. And then you have Kendrick, J. Cole, and Kanye, and they're all doing new things every time they come out from the album. Right. Right. And then you have Drake. I mean, he just he makes hits without yeah. a doubt. He makes hits. He makes good songs. They sound good, and uh, but they. But when you compare it to these other artists, he doesn't do. He doesn't take as many chances. There's as, not as many think, risks. It's not as it's they not a, He's not. He's not taking as many risks. But what's and interesting is he's taking small risks, but they have big rewards. Like as yeah. much as we're gonna, 
as much as we're gonna criticize this, those dance hall tracks. Are no, no, I, li- I told you I like the tracks. I like Control. I like. I, I like know. One Dance. And that's what I'm saying is they're gonna get numbers. Like they're gonna be those sleeper tracks that like don't maybe like turn the club out, but still have to get played every night. You know, <laughs> like, the man is smart. Look, the man, the man is smart. He knows what he's doing. Those songs are going to open them up to a whole nother audience that necessarily wasn't always up on Drake, for sure. Yeah, Just like Hotline Bling did. Like, Hotline Bling, same thing. So, like, yeah, I, I get I it. I understand it. it. like, ended with Hotline Bling. <laughs> I mean, that was his biggest that was the biggest song of the year, so, like, he couldn't just not put it out there. I think it was more of, like, a last-minute bonus kind of track, like, you know? Like, yeah. Like, we, we like it. That's right. We should just put it out on the album. So, yeah. here you go. Cause it so, I mean, honestly views views sounded like the outro like views honestly I like views I think Weston Road and views views, are I, views two was of the best probably supposed views was probably supposed to originally be the outro but I like I said you got you have Hotline Bling who is one of the biggest songs of the year so got to put it out there yeah. so I mean I like it obviously I liked it a lot but it was just I don't know to me it felt like it missed something yeah. Maybe it's like, like I said, maybe it's because I'm comparing them, you know, to my other three favorite artists, and they always push the envelope, especially when it comes to creativity and, and you know, and their bars and stuff. So like, yeah, uh, I don't know. In this album, Drake was like referencing a lot more than he was like trying to like make his own new creativity. It seemed like he was referencing a lot of the past, um, like pre our era you know like 80s and yeah. 70s rock and r&b classics yeah, like, feel, like feel like feel no ways that feels like a early you know like 80, 80s era type of beat almost you know like yeah all definitely stuff going on but like i said good album yeah. i too i'm taking beyonce's lemonade though for sure oh yeah no honestly beyonce's lemonade is it's it's a it's an amazing album that album, I watched and oh my god, the video! There's so much in there. It's crazy. I, I, I if people the thought formation I, I was crazy, formation formation is is a music video. <laughs> Beyonce made a movie. Okay, so I, like I if Beyonce it. made a music video and then she made a movie, like that's just what I'm saying. That's like there's to, there's different levels of of shit going on. Like <laughs> check it out. Yeah. I mean, there's some other music that came out too, though. So, is there anything else you've been uh, you've been listening to? Um, so let's see. I don't know. I mean, I was kind of just focusing on what just came out, like yeah. for the past few days, um, just I so mean, I could get ASAP a focus Ferg, on it. ASAP Ferg came out. You ASAP heard that Ferg yet? came out. I know, Uh-oh. but his Always album was like a bad version of Drake's album. It was more. It was disparate in like. You yeah, know, all over the place too. But my favorite but track like, on there is the probably the tracks. bonus track. <laughs> <laughs> the bonus game time. The bonus. I mean, it's not as good as first to me, but I mean, I've been listening. I've been. Yeah. It's still good. I've been listening to that. I've been listening Trap to, Lord um, was his best work. He needs to come out yeah. with some good, some some heavy. I mean. Honestly, I'm he's not trying to get, on, you on can tell he's album. trying to get I more like radio play. You can tell he's trying to get more yeah, radio. Yeah, no, that's play. those are major like streamline kind of like mainstream sounds. That's probably why I didn't really like ASAP Ferg's new album that much. I'm on I the new level. A few songs. That's all crazy though. 
I know, but that hype. song, like you it's said old. with Drake, that single's been out forever. For a like, long time. A long, a long that time. came out like last year. Like <laughs> you forgot yeah. that or you forgot about it and then it came on yeah. again. You're like, Oh yeah, is that new? No, that's old. But He's he is a victim of timing. He happened to drop right when Beyonce and Drake were dropping. So uh, why would you do that? Like everybody forgot about him. Yeah, unfortunately he was gonna get swept under. But I've also exactly. listened to um Mayor Hawthorne, Man About Town, mm. to like uh you know him? Yeah. I haven't. He's like I'm soul. Not familiar yeah, with like he just dropped like soul funk. Like, yeah, he's good. Um, Terrace Martin dropped a project called Velvet Portraits. The uh, jazz man out of the West. He does a lot of work with Kendrick. Uh, you gotta check him out. He's dope. Mm-hmm. And uh, Santana. They just dropped a new album too. Santana Four. Oh wow, that's awesome. And I'm a big fan of Carlos Santana. So that's the one I've been listening to. He's the man. A legend. Another icon. Of course. Got me into a new style of music, man. You know, I started listening to, you know, a lot of guitar-based music just in general. Like, I didn't even listen to that much alternative rock, but I would listen to everything Santana. And then I started hearing stuff like, you know, that Santana would do in other styles of music, too. But then, you know, with different bass lines and different you know, types of singing, and then I realized music was just a massive, like, I never really understood music until I kept listening to different types of music, you know. Yeah, he's one of the ones, he's one of the ones that got me into, you know, rock and other types of music, definitely. He had a way of, you know, bridging that gap, I think, between, you know, the, I don't know, the different genres, because it wasn't straight. You know, hard rock like it was. You could just tell the influences from like other music too. So like he was definitely one of the first ones that get me into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, but yeah, I'm not listening to too much, too much else. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I've been just Beyonce and Drake, you know, breaking those down. Yeah, but that's that's what's been happening the last two weeks, man. So anything else? Anything else you've been up to the last two weeks? Um. Let's see. In the last two weeks, well, let's see. I just had open studios. Uh, yesterday, I went to um, open studios of a few artists um, that are uh, kind of famous, actually. Um, Renee Cox and Sanford Biggers. Uh, I posted a picture of me with Renee Cox on my Instagram. So, you know, follow me at artist D Walker. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh,. Yeah, it was a great it was a great time just to be in their studio because um, she's an artist that's Renee Cox has been in the the game for you know decades so um, it's great to see like you know a black female um, yeah kind of art superstar and like just kind of hang out with her and talk about stuff vibes so that was yeah. yesterday that was cool and uh, yeah I don't know. Not too much else. I mean, the right. Barack Obama just did his last. Uh, um, what was that? The, uh, the correspondence. The correspondence. Dinner. Yeah, the correspondence dinner. Mm-hmm. So he did that correspondence speech. That was like some stand-up comedy. Honestly, that was like right, I mean, as good or better than funny Chris dude, Rock's Oscars monologue. <laughs> Definitely you know. funny, man. It was it was hilarious. He was throwing shots and having a good time up there. (laughs) 
Why not? Going out like a G. You know. But um, <laughs> so if you're in New York, man, there's a lot of music. There's a lot of art, you know, going on. Yeah. So check All it out. Definitely, Afro if you get the Punk chance. Festivals coming up soon. Um, yeah, summer's coming, so a lot of music summer festivals jam, and stuff coming up. So there's gonna be, out. you know, Shakespeare in the Park. Um, you know, the Flux Art Fair and Freeze Art Fair starting this week in New York. Um, you know, Greenpoint Open Studios in Brooklyn. That was this weekend. Was, you know, New York. There's a lot of stuff going on yeah. out here. Summer's coming. Spring right now. Summer's coming, man. A lot of culture and creativity in the air. So definitely, if you out there, man, check it out. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by again and listening to podcast yeah. the Fearless Show and checking out uh, episode three of us. R.I.P. to Prince for sure. Uh, you know we lost a legend, but rest in power, luckily, my know, friend. Luckily, he's got such a massive catalog that he can live on forever. So definitely go check True. out his stuff. I will be doing that for a while now. Um, you can follow me at IMB Hunt, obviously Facebook, Twitter, LLF, everywhere. Where can they find you, Doris? Uh You can find me at Artist D Walker on Instagram or um, LLF, and you can find me at Real D Walker on Twitter and Facebook. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing uh, I wanted to say: shout out our uh, LLF gear. This is the yeah. one of our retro joints. Um, Dario's got some. Of the old joints on too, you know. We just we used to be real fly. We still are even fly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry that, that early work. a lot of you will never be able to, you know, actually get, get these, these until we nope. until we maybe do like a throwback years later. Maybe if ever. Maybe maybe. You know, I kind of I kind of like Prince though. Prince never yeah. listened to his old work. Oh yeah, there's a I never go too. back. Let's I see never if go can back. Let's see. Can you read that? Let's see. Fearless, baby. It's a lifestyle. Fearless, baby. Lifestyle. <laughs> you know, so maybe... That's how we maybe walk I'm, around, just letting people know. LLF, living life fearless. Maybe I'll get some throwbacks. You know, they'll never be a straight throwback. You might get an element here and there and some new stuff. Right. But, you know, like I said, man, I'm like Prince, man. I never look back. He he never <laughs> he never goes revisits his old work. Nope. So, you know, neither do I. Keep it moving. Keep exactly. moving forward. <laughs> but we have some new dope stuff. Some black tees, oh, yeah. some gray tees. Uh, actually, we need to re-up from the black tees right now So, because we sold those out. You guys like yeah. them so much. But we still have the heavy gray ones. So if you're interested, you can definitely look at those at LLFstyle.co. And by the time this podcast comes out, we will be doing a special for the new Black Fearless tees as we reorder some for the masses. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, so if you sure want to join the conversation. for our updates. Yeah, so I mean, follow follow Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You know our our blog uh, at bboldbefearless.co. You can follow our Instagram, Facebook, you know, and YouTube at either LLF official or Living Life Fearless. Um, if you want to join this conversation, you know, give us some topic suggestions. You have any comments about this show or past shows? You know, you tell us a Prince story or something. You know, email us at podcast at livinglifefearless.co that is .co or go to bboldbefearless.co slash podcast and submit the form we'd love to hear from you guys um, but other than that that'll do it for this week and
Thanks for joining us, man. Keep living yeah. life fearless. Keep living life fearless, everyone. Until next time. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs>